seen the Ingmeister? You seen the Ingmeister? Because we're getting ready to need to play a song.
search the stars to knock on heaven's door. Creation grows for God to be revealed. And everyone we carry will be here. My eyes on the sun. Lord, your will be done.
and, and 25 people received the Holy Ghost and 34 more baptized. Yeah. We're going to we're going to kind of connect in here, okay? Instead of having our normal meet the team, we're going to meet each other in the sanctuary. And if we have some wonderful people that have gathered some refreshments and they're going to come around serving uh, appetizers to you and bringing you water. And I want you just to take time, stir around and meet at least five people that maybe you didn't know or you don't know a lot about. And, and so this kind of helps a little bit. This is what I want you to do. Instead of, instead of walking up, hey, how you doing? I want you, even if I know him, okay, but even if you know him, I'm going to, I'm going to look, hey, Carl, how are you doing? It's great. All right, you got it. And, and see, I walk over here. Hey, Andrew Fowler, how are you? And hey, Katrina, how are you doing today? And, and when I do, you, you know. All right, all right. And, and, and where did Jason go? I guess he's not in here. I, I, I was going to introduce myself to Jason today, but he left. Anybody know where Jason's at? No? Okay. All right. Let, let me get in the Word. I don't want to spend too much time. So as soon as service is over, we're going to serve you. Take a few minutes and, and mingle around and get to know your brothers and sisters in Christ. Hopefully, as we go on this journey this morning, you'll understand a little more of why. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 1. And I'm going to skip around in this chapter a little bit, but give you the gist of what the apostle is writing here. He says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with longsuffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There's one body, one spirit, even as you're called, and one hope of your calling. One Lord. Somebody say one Lord. One spirit. One, one Lord. One faith. One baptism. One God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of of the gift of Christ. Skipping down to verse number 13. Till we all come in the unity of the faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of God. Unto a perfect man. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth be no more children. Say that. Be no more children. Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men. Cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love. May grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. Verse 16. From whom the whole body fitly joined together. And compacted by that which every joint, say joint, every point to a joint in your body right now. Every joint, every joint, every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. I want to preach for just a few moments today. 
on the subject of the whole body fitly joined together. The whole body fitly joined together. Bump your neighbor at their elbow joint and say, let's have church today. Let's have church today. Can we pray? Brother Monday, will you lead us in prayer? Lord, as we have gathered here today, Lord Jesus, for the next 2023, Lord, we pray, Lord, hallelujah, that you would just speak to our pastor, Lord, minister through uh, to us, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, and let your spirit, Lord, your presence, your train, Lord, fill this house, Lord, hallelujah, with fellowship, with love, with consideration, Lord. We thank you, Lord, we praise you, we plead your word, Lord, your blood, Lord, over this entire congregation and the ministering of the gospel. In Jesus' name, and the congregation said, Amen. 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 Praise God. Give the Lord a hand of praise. You can be seated for just a few moments in Jesus' name. Today, as we gather, we are one body. We're the body of Christ, and we're in here together, fitly joined together in the love of God. Now, the passage from Ephesians 14 speaks to us about the unity of the believers, emphasizing the importance of them working together, of us working together, doing each of our parts harmoniously in the love of God. And as we look at Ephesians 4 here, I want us to delve more into the profound metaphor of the body of Christ. The body of Christ and what it's like and what it is a metaphor of as we're looking into this. Let's explore the beauty of our collective purpose and the unity that God has for each and every one of us. Amen. Now, the metaphor of the body of Christ, I want you to think about that for just a moment, of divine design, just as our physical bodies, this scripture refers to the body of Christ, intricately designed just like you were intricately designed. Every, every bone, every joint, every bit of marrow, the blood, the blood system, the, the brain, the, the joints that join together each and every one. If you look, I've got my forearm, but my forearm is not connected to my body without the elbow, and the, and the humerus is not connected to the forearm without the elbow, and it's not connected to the shoulder and the trunk of the body without the shoulder joint, and each of those joints and each part of that body is very important. I, I remember when I was in nursing school, I'd never seen anything like this before, and I don't want to gross anybody out, but we, we were in the surgery in the OR, and this, they were doing this joint replacement, this total knee replacement. And, and what amazed me about that is I didn't realize what was about to happen. I mean, they were in there with like, it wasn't a wall, but it looked like this blue set of drills and it would have been any carpenter's dream. And they had big drills and saws and they had these big suits on and, and I'll stop there. I don't want to go any further into that because y'all may not have the stomach I have. But, but, but in that, as they were doing this surgery, I didn't realize it until I was in the middle of it. They literally, to do a knee replacement, they separate the lower leg from the upper leg. And as I was looking at that, I was just like, why are you saying that, Pastor? Because 
Every part of the body of Christ is so important to the church, to Christ. Every part makes a difference. You might not think that knee is very important, but that knee is very important to the collective gathering of the entire body. Hallelujah. And so we gather today, and it's very important that each of us understands we have a unique purpose that God has brought us into this place for such a time as this. And not any one person is not important. I broke my toe one time. Everybody laughed at me. I was getting in a boat. I was like 18 years old and I jumped in and I just landed wrong and I broke my big toe. You don't realize how important your toe is until it's broken. And that will throw you off balance as, as you're trying to... I couldn't work for about three or four days till my toe started healing up. Why? Because my toe's very important to me. And, and we've got to realize that in the body of Christ, each and every one, although they have different purposes and different functions and, and, and we're called to different things, we've got to understand Every one of us has a purpose and God designed us with meaning and He placed us in the body separately as He will according to the Scripture. We have a role. Say that I have a role. I have a purpose. God put me here in this place. Say that God put me here in this place. And with that, we've got to understand we are divine design. And then we need to understand that we have unity in our diversity. Despite our differences, we are all vital components to the kingdom of God in what He's wanting to do in this hour. Hallelujah. Our diversity, I'm going to say this, our diversity actually enhances the body's functionality, demonstrating God's wisdom in assembling a varied yet cohesive community that is of divine design. Oh, hallelujah. When we are fitly joined together, a spiritual alignment happens. And being fitly joined together implies that we have been placed and put in this specific spot and where we are and called to do what we are called to do just as the bones and the muscles and the organs and the body all function and work together. The church is called to work together just like that body. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The purpose that God has ordained for us, the purpose that God has ordained in your life and for you is amazing because you are on purpose. You aren't an accident. You are on purpose. And it's His purpose that you are in and on today in this place. With that diversity that we have in unity and this alignment that God has aligned us with, it is important that we have mutual support among each and every one of us. You will not fulfill the call of God in your life alone as an island. You cannot, you cannot come into your purpose if you are an island, you have to join together. If, 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 if I remove my lower leg for a period of time, 
my lower leg will no longer get the blood supply that it needs and it will ultimately die. We have got to have each other just as the joints connect and support. We connect and we support each other. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our interactions, how we interact with each other is very crucial. We've got to make sure that we are the piece of encouragement. When you are part of the encouragement, perhaps you are part of the circulatory system and you are allowing the blood to flow through you as you are connecting to others in Christ with the love that you share each and every day. Oh, let's give the Lord a hand. Each and every one of us have gifts. I was supposed to sit. I'm trying to calm down. And, 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 and so each and every one of us have different gifts and different talents that we've been called to. And we are called to serve and to sacrifice. And if we look at Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, that's what he did. Was he gave the ultimate sacrifice on Calvary. He, he wants us to bear one another's burdens. And, and, and with that selflessly serving and sacrificing ourselves for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Giving of ourselves to align with the vision and the mission and the essence of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. The power of love. Love is the glue that holds us together and that holds all these things together. And, and love is the glue that holds the body of Christ together. It heals our wounds. It heals our wounds. It heals our wounds. Not when we're alone. When we're together. When we're connected. Not when we're an island all by ourselves. But when we come together as the body of Christ, healing happens in this place. Healing happens in this place. And with that, we are called to love one another and to love each other and to care for each other, to, to develop relationships among the body of Christ. Not relationship, relationships, plural. Not finding one person that I connect with and we become another island but connected to the entire body of Christ. Connected to the entire body of Christ. Bearing one another's burdens. Bearing one another's burdens. Oh, hallelujah. The more we do that, the closer and closer we will draw to God. How do we become connected as a unified body? Joined together for the purpose of God. The scripture says, He maketh increase of the body and to the edifying of itself in love. In other words, from the front to the back, the front to the back, whichever is which, from the first one who arrives to the last one that leaves, it takes each and every one of us for our gifts to grow into what God has designed for us, fitly joined together. Paul said, bear ye one another's burdens, and that's how you will fulfill the law of Christ. Just before that, we talked about this some weeks back. He said, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fall, 
If somebody fails, if somebody is at fault, if somebody makes a mistake, if someone falls, it says you which are spiritual, restore. Thus kind of separating what's spiritual and what's definitely not spiritual. And that's those that restore in a spirit of meekness, considering themselves, lest they also be tempted. He's telling us that the healing should happen in the body. You see, there is a healing that should happen in the body of Christ. In your natural body, if something happens, if you have an infection on your arm, the instant thing I've had people talk to me is to want to go ahead and just have that infection cut out and cut off. I mean, how many's ever thought that? You, something comes up and you're like, let's just, you know, cut that and move on and let it heal. To some degree, that's, that can be how some churches function. If there's an infection, let's just cut it off so it doesn't get the rest of our body infected. Anybody with me? But a healthy body, a healthy body has a healthy immune system. And by divine design, God has placed white blood cells in the lymphatic system inside that healthy body to operate properly. That when that immune system operates properly and there is an infection, there is a rush that comes to that unhealthy part and allows that Anybody got what I'm saying? It allows that to heal. But if we're not careful, we will act like any other body and we'll be like, I'm staying way away from that infected part. Because I'm going to be infected myself. Why else so blind? Where's my amens? That's right, Pastor. So, so what are you saying? It's not when some when a part of the body is infected. I mean, there may become a time that there is a time for that all those things to happen. But in a healthy body, we need to allow the healthy immune system to function the role that God has designed to respond, to respond, to respond to what is not healthy, to respond to that infection, to, to respond. It's time for unity to respond to disunity and correct it and get it all into being one mind and one accord in the things of God. It's time for love to, to invade, to invade wherever the infection of the enemy is caused, whatever division is caused, it's time to understand the power of the love of God that is able to overcome whatever division, whatever sin, and whatever the enemy meant for evil, God is able to take that, whatever it is, and turn it around for the good in a healthy body. In a healthy body. Imagine if your immune system started attacking your body. Something's unhealthy. They call those autoimmune disorders. And it happens in the natural body. Can I tell you, it also happens in the spiritual body. But if the body is healthy, when the body is coming together like, am I making any sense? Yeah. 
Anybody, am I, am I just over on my own little, or, or do y'all understand? Galatians 6 and 2, don't cut yourself off from the body. Don't cut yourself off from the body. Galatians 6 and 2 says, bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. But I feel like these scriptures kind of connect to each other in, in Galatians 6. You've got, bear ye one another's burdens, but then you've got, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And as we therefore have opportunity, let us do good unto all men. And then it says, especially who? Those of the household of faith. We got to... We've got to reach the lost. We're called to reach the lost. We've got to care for the hurting. We've got to go in the highways and byways. But not. we've also got to make sure that we don't become so outward focused that we ignore the inward issues and, and the, the, that we don't have the failure to love one another in the body of Christ like God has designed for us to do. To love each other, to care for each other, to be part of that help. Maybe you're called to be part of that immune system. Maybe your only calling in the church of the living God is when somebody's hurting and when somebody goes down and when somebody struggles with something or somebody falls, you which are spiritual, restore. Maybe you're that healthy immune system and you just rush in to them to help them because that's what you're called. That's your part of the body. Imagine if you were called to that part of the body, but every time that happened, you're afraid, so you run. I don't, I'm not getting anywhere near that infection. Right? I mean, how many walk in a hospital and don't touch anything? Got gloves on before you visit somebody? Oh, praise God. You should. But he says, bear ye one another's burdens. He says, don't be weary in well-doing. In due season you shall reap. But it says, if you don't faint. If you don't stop doing what you're doing, you, you've got a reward coming. But if you stop because you got weak and you quit doing what you're called to do, then are you going to receive what's due to you in due season? You're going to miss out on what God wants you to reap because you failed at what you were supposed to do. And he said, what, what is that? Let us do what? Good. Let us do good. Look at your neighbor. Look at your husband, your wife. Look at your son, your daughter. Say, we're, we're called to do good. You know, every one of us are called to do good. And, and, and Brother Munda, this doesn't work too well. I don't know how it works for you. So, so with that, let me go back to this. I don't want this thing to alarm on me. What does it mean to bear one another's work? We have to find a way to connect. We have to take time to listen. We have to take time to listen. We have to take time to hear what someone else is saying. An environment for healing would be a church that understood what this scripture means and declares in a healthy way, confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. But in an unhealthy church, Confession could definitely be very derogatory. If you're telling 
Sister Gossiper about your problem. And she carries it all over the church. And then it doesn't help. It hurts. Instead of helping in a healthy church where someone is able to confess what they struggle with, then you are able to help them receive the healing that they need. But it's got to be a healthy body. Do you understand what I'm saying? Would you lift your hand and say, Lord, let me be a part of this healthy body and let me be a part of making this a healthy body. Amen. It says in Mark 15, verse 20, and when they had mocked him, talking about Jesus going, going to Calvary, they took off the purple from him, they put on his own clothes, and they led him out to crucify him. And they compelled one Simon, a Cyrenian, who passed by. Coming out of the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus. Now, I think everything the Bible says has meaning, and that meaning right there is going to come back to see what you see. His sons, Alexander, I don't know if they were there, but it definitely makes mention he was the father of Alexander and Rufus. To bear his cross. Simon bore the burden of Christ, helping him bear the cross. He didn't just feel bad for him. He didn't just say, poor Jesus, I'll, hey, I'll pray for you. I'm going to keep my hands clean over here, but I'll pray for you from a distance. Where's that hallelujah shout? Hallelujah! He didn't just get emotional about Jesus carrying the cross. Oh, why aren't they making me? He got under the weight of the cross of deity and humanity's body. When all of a sudden this human, this body of Christ, this body that God, the fullness of the Godhead dwelt inside of, became so weak that they noticed obviously he was having difficulty carrying the cross commanded this man or asked this man to help and all of a sudden Simon doesn't just help a little bit I believe he gets under the burden can you imagine the burden of an entire world on your shoulders as you're helping Jesus bear this cross as you're helping carry the weight of this cross that's what he's talking about when he's talking to us about bearing one another's burdens what, uh, not just carrying my own cross but helping others bear their cross. Helping Jesus carry the load of the church. He got under the weight of it. He got to where the cross and this was it. To where he was helping to carry this cross. Because that's what bearing one another's burden is. It isn't just poor Jacqueline or poor Ben. He's really going through something. No. His brother to get caught up 
under the weight of our own cross that we have to carry. Uh, it's so easy to get so consumed by our own cross that it's easy to say, I don't have time for their issues. I don't have time to deal with their mess. They made it. Nobody's ever said that. Their problems, they, they got to deal with their problems. I got my own. I got to carry mine. I can't carry mine and his. I can't carry mine and hers, right? I, it makes sense. I got to carry my cross. Brother, you just got to figure this out. I'll cheer you on. I'll pray for you. I'll encourage you. But you got to carry that thing by yourself. I don't have time. I, I got enough mess. I don't have time to get anybody else's. That's not the church. That's not the design. We are the body. You're never going to achieve victory personally by simply carrying your own cross, by simply dealing with your own issues and your own problems. You've got to learn to get under the weight of someone else's cross. Amen. You can't just say, I'm not going to deal with their junk. I'm not going to deal with their men. There are people in this church that have bore others' crosses. And can I tell you what happens when you bear someone else's crosses? No matter how heavy, and you can live the life. I'm carrying my cross. I don't have time for anybody else's cross. I, 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 don't, have, I, I don't have the ability for someone else's cross. I can't do it. I, I, just, I got to carry mine. Mine's big enough on its own. My child's rough enough. My family life's hard enough to carry I don't have time to, to shoulder yours too. Right? Anybody ever thought like that? Be honest, anybody ever thought like that? Can I tell you a secret though? When you get up under somebody else's load and you start helping them bear their cross, you want to know what happens to your cross? Suddenly... It doesn't even seem like it's there. Because the answer to bearing your cross is not ignoring someone else's cross. It's actually getting up under it before you look back and you realize that your cross really wasn't that big to bear. Oh, you don't know about my cross, Pastor. We'll get up under somebody else's and prove me wrong. Start carrying somebody else's cross and prove me wrong this morning and show me because I promise you when you start getting up under somebody else's load, you will look back at your load and it will be lighter. What kind of church are you in? A church that bears each other's burdens. Our food ministry fed over 218 people yesterday. Sister Cologne or Sister Lane or Sister Duvall, I want you to come up here for just a second, one of you. And what they did for two hours is they got under somebody else's cross. Come on. Come here. They, they got underneath somebody else's cross. And all of a sudden, that cross got a lot easier to bear for someone else. The cross that's what kind of church we have. I said, that's what kind of church. That we have. Oh, Pastor, no, no, no. You 
just don't know a lot of the things that a lot of the people around here really do. You don't. You, we, we don't all know. And, and everybody doesn't know most of it. And, and if you look, Galatians 6 and 2 says, Bury one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. The message here, more than just sympathy. Empathy. More than just sympathy. The church is not just called to be sympathetic. It's called to be empathetic. What are you saying, Pastor? It might not be my burden. It may not be my battle. It may not be my struggle. But I have a struggle. And for me to empathize, for me to sympathize as I feel sorry for somebody, but for me to empathize is for me to put myself in their shoes. It's for me to say, you know what, i got my own issues. And until I start helping them through their issues, I don't even realize how, how big maybe some of my issues were. But now that, I start, now that I start putting myself in their shoes, I start dealing with my own stuff. Because I start looking at me, I'm like, man, you know, they're not perfect. Then you start... Empathize. Well, what have I gone through this life? Maybe I'm not battling what they're battling, but what have I gone through that's kind of like what they've gone through? And, and then I put myself in their shoes, and I'm like, oh, I'm really not that perfect, am I? I really do have some flaws and some issues. Thank God for the blood of Jesus that covers those issues. But I empathize, and I realize, you know what? I can so easily be in the same boat that they're in. But thanks be to God and the blood of Jesus, I'm not. But I'm going to empathize. I'm going to get up under that cross. I'm going to help them carry their cross. Hallelujah. Mark 15. They mocked him. Put his clothes on him. They led him to crucify him. And Simon, who passed by, coming out of the country, another country, another nationality, the father of Alexander and Rufus to bear his cross. Think about Simon. Three quick ways we bear each other's cross. Learning from Simon. Simon, that fateful day, didn't merely witness Christ's suffering. He participated in it. He became involved in it. He experienced what it was like for the crowd to mock him. For everyone to spit on him. He put. He had empathy. He put himself. In the shoes. In the path. In the place of Christ. And that's what we've got to do. He actively participated. With alleviating his burden. The next thing. The other way that we bear one another's cross. Is we have to learn to listen. With compassion. Listen with compassion. We've got to be attentive listeners. Attentive listeners. Hearing not just the words, but the unspoken pain from that broken heart. And then we've got to have, as a church, acts of love. Acts of love. What are you talking about, Pastor? I've been so moved by this church, not by coming up here and saying, hey, so-and-so needs something, and all of a sudden every, everybody pitches in. Not, not like that. But I have watched people go to work, sweat, 
get dirty, come home, barely spend any time with their family, pay their bills, pay somebody else's. Pay their rent. But help somebody else with their rent. I've seen it. I've watched it. I, I, I've watched, I've watched brothers and sisters. You may not know about this. It, 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 it may, well, I don't know that that church, what they do or what. I've watched this church come together and brothers just pitch in $20 here and $20 there until somebody's power bill when they've fallen on hard times was paid. I've seen that. I've seen it. I'm not saying you got to do it. I'm saying I've seen it. I've watched, watched people babysit children that they did not know because a mother or a father was in the hospital or had fallen on hard times and they, they opened up the doors of their home and they help those children. I, I've watched people make countless visits to hospitals. And usually those are not here. Usually they're in Savannah. They're an hour away. And yet I've watched them take time out after they work a 10-hour day drive to Savannah, to the hospital, to stop and to pray or encourage your brother and sister. I have watched as men and women in this church have cooked meals and transported them out of town because somebody recently had surgery or someone was grieving. I have watched as people, not only that, have fasted, pushed away a plate to pray for someone that had some major surgery coming up or they were facing some immense trial and I've watched people in this body, in the body of Christ, respond with literally not eating their supper and not eating their breakfast and not eating their lunch the next day because they cared so much about someone's hurt and pain and, and, and what was going on in their life and they prayed and then they fasted or they cooked meals or, or they kept children or, or whatever it was that they did. People don't want everybody knowing. They don't want the right hand to know what the left. I, I, I understand it. I dig it. But I'm just telling you, that's what kind of church you're in right now. That's the type of church you're in right now. And can I tell you the way that we overcome any of the challenges, the way that we overcome not being like this, the way that we do carry someone else's burden is first of all, we have to overcome self-centeredness. What, what is that, Pastor? That's when we're so ensnared in our own struggles that we can't see someone else's. We're so ensnared by our own struggles we can't see someone else's. We've got to avoid that. I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying we're learning. We're growing. We're becoming. But we've got to embrace people that sometimes are weary souls that are struggling. Instead of running from them, run to them. Instead of saying, oh, I, I, I've got my pinto zone and I've got to get them off. And I know what Andrew's going to say. And man, he, he, you know, he, he's going to be telling me all, all about uh, all, all about his problems this past week. And, and, and all of these things. So, so I'm just, hey, how you doing, Andrew? Man, good to see you, brother. You know, hey, love you, man. Hey, brother, how you doing? God bless you. 
That's not how we bear one another's burdens. We bear one another's burdens by standing up for them. Hey, Andrew Fallon, how you doing? Things going good? Yeah? All right. All right. I love you, brother. Anything going on? No? Good. See what I'm saying? <laughs> Hallelujah. Would you stand with me? I got 15 more pages, but not really. Let me just close with this scripture. How about that? They were asking Jesus a question, the lawyer was. In Luke chapter 10, verse 30, Jesus answering and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. By chance there came down a certain priest that way. When he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And he went to him, and he bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he left, he took out money, and he gave it to the host, and he said, take care of him. And if you spend more than this, when I come back, I'll give it to you. I'll take care of it. Hallelujah. Can we close our eyes right now? I don't know. Maybe you could pray. I'm just going to pray real slow. You pray like I pray if you feel it. God, I love you. You have done so much. Forgive me. Anybody else? Forgive me of all my sins, all my mistakes, and all of my failures. Help me, oh God, to turn my life around. Cleanse me. Wash me. Deliver me. And set me free. God, I realize I'm not the only one. Help me to help others. Help me to not become so consumed in my mess that I ignore someone else's issues. But God, that I help get under the weight some way, somehow, help me to care for others as you care for them. Help me to be more like Simon, who got under your cross. Because all these people belong to you. So they are your cross. 
carry that. No matter how heavy it is. In Jesus' name. Lift your hands right now. Just call out on the name of Jesus. He is in this house. We're here to worship Him. I want to open this altar for a moment. If you'd like to come and talk to the Lord of glory, this altar is open. The presence of God is here. God is reaching. God wants you to know how much He loves you. How much He cares for you. How much of a burden he has. You were on that cross that day that he bore it. You were on that cross the day that Simon helped him carry that cross. I was there. God, I worship you. God, I love you. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord of glory is in this place. He's speaking into your heart and your life. He's drawing you closer and closer to him today. Purpose in your life. He has a plan for you. You have to be willing to follow that. You have to be willing to step out from the busyness of where you are in life and say, God, here I am to serve you, to worship you, to take care of needs, to help others. To pray for my brothers and sisters. God, to encourage them and strengthen them. To be that part of the body. In the name of Jesus. Would you reach out to the Lord?
God, I pray for those struggling with sickness right now. And I know there's a lot. And God, I pray that you touch their body, that you help them. I pray for some of those that are online right now. They're, they weren't even able to be here today. But God, touch them where they are. I pray for those, God, that right now I've been blessed. I've been married over 35 years, raised two children. I pray for those single mothers or single fathers that are raising household of children on their own, still having to go out and work Monday through Friday. God, I pray for those that are homeschooling their children. I know what that's like. It's not easy. I pray, oh God, for those that are struggling looking for a job right now, don't have a paycheck coming in. I pray for those that are struggling right now because of something their children has done or going through and God they don't have any control over it but Lord they're able to pray and we're able to pray for them help us to get under the load of those burdens help us to get under the load of those burdens today pray for each other in Jesus mighty name Amen Amen give the Lord a hand of praise for our praise God those things going to put us some great, awesome uh, orange juice worship music. Praise the know what I'm talking about. Take a moment, step out. Please stick around for 10 or 15 minutes and greet everyone. Step out from where you're at. Do a great young people. Y'all are the most active uh, outward that I know. Step out offering. They're reminding me offering. Our ushers are here ready to receive your tithes and offerings as well. Greet them while you come up. If you don't have anything to put in, come greet them anyways and tell them thank you for doing what you're doing. God bless you in Jesus' name.